By the time the police left, with the admonition that Abraham be available for further questioning, the barber had already begun his characteristic parsing of words. His mother, a literature teacher, had taught him that both letters and life require close reading. Had his aunt not read the meaning of a priest's muttering at a cafe, his family would not have escaped the Kishinev pogrom of 1903, a time when the clergy incited mobs to kill Jews. On her advice, Mr. Bahar had bribed a Greek tailor to hide them in the event of a riot. Avraham and his family had escaped harm and emigrated to Tirana, where they resettled and changed their name in the hope of living free of anti-Semitism. But that was twenty-eight years ago, when Avraham was eighteen. But now, Avraham had to face a new reality. Death to foreigners. The absence of the word, the, as in, the foreigners, meant the assassins wanted all non-Albanians out of the country, not just the British. His parents had openly spoken Russian and readily admitted that they had emigrated from Kishinev. And what of the police officer's words, which all but accused him of engaging in a setup? It looks more than a bit suspicious to me. And the initial phrase, I can tell you, emphasized the point that the officer had no doubts about the killer's accomplice. And don't forget the accusatory diction, Avraham told himself. The word riddled. He wouldn't even begin to fractionate. The next day, as he followed his usual path to work through the bazaar, with its maze of cobbled, crooked streets, he was stopped at a roadblock by two Albanian soldiers in poorly fitting uniforms and unpolished leather boots. Groups of women dressed from head to toe in black burkas, with narrow eye-slits squatted by a wall, their embroidery spread out before them on inexpensive Turkish rugs, while across the way sat a chaos of other vendors, selling charcoal, vegetables, chickens, eggs, fruit, firewood, pots, trinkets, baskets, and rope. The only unveiled women were dark-skinned gypsies, who were reading fortunes and using short-handled brooms to sweep up the market refuse. Off to one side, under a porch roof, moneylenders haggled over percentages. All across this city of thirty-two thousand people, the government, determined to catch the assassins, had posted descriptions of the killers and put up roadblocks. Your papers, demanded one of the soldiers, folding his arms and slyly holding out a hand to indicate that Bakshish would do as well. Avraham shook his head in despair. Reaching for his papers, he remarked, I can remember when people doffed their caps at one another. Now they ask them for identification or bribes. Idiot, said the second soldier. We are merely collecting for the poor. Preventing poverty with charity, Abraham remarked, is as effective as making a bullet out of shit. The blow to the nose happened so quickly that Avraham never saw the soldier swing the butt of his rifle. Kneeling on the ground, he wiped the blood from his face. In the distance, he could hear one of the soldiers laughing and repeating, A bullet out of shit. Two days later, he paid the groundskeeper of the Jewish cemetery a large sum to have his parents' plots cared for in perpetuity. 
In front of their marble stones, he silently spoke to them, occasionally reaching down to remove an offending weed. As he read the dates of their deaths, Esther Bahar, 1929, Isaac Bahar, 1927, he remembered attending one of his mother's classes in Tirana, where she taught both Russian and English, and his father giving Turkish haircuts to men of every nationality, Muslims, Christians, and Jews.